are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Grace is unmerited favor. It's undeserved. I don't deserve the favor of God. We heard grace and mercy just now. Last week we saw that grace is how God looks at the sinner. Mercy is how God looks at the suffering. Grace, we saw last week, Ephesians chapter 2, For by grace, undeserved favor, are ye saved through faith. Grace produces salvation. And so we've begun our study in our series of messages. What is the product of grace? What what does grace perform? What does grace accomplish? Last week, it accomplishes salvation. Oh, happy day, the day I got saved. And we had many last Sunday morning come forward and ask Jesus Christ to be their Savior. For it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. We call this the day of grace. When Jesus comes again, and he's coming soon, I don't know when, but it certainly seems like uh, this whole world is waiting for the Antichrist. We've embraced all the Antichrist's antics. We, we, we believe what the Antichrist, who is full of wickedness and full of sin, and we legalize sin, and we scoff holiness. It seems like this world is ripe. It will come under a one-world government. It will come out of government that is headquartered out of Rome, the Bible says. It will come out of a one-world religion. And all the religions of the world will unite together. It will come with a one world economy. And we are living in that moment. And we are right there. In the last days, we'll see the destruction of family and home. We'll see the destruction of marriages. We'll see the, the embracing of sin. We'll see the embracing of sodomy as the Bible declares it. Men falling in their lust for men and women in their lust for women. We'll see that in Isaiah 3, children will rise up against their parents and we find that the Bible says a wife will live in independence from her husband, Isaiah 3. We are living in that moment. He's coming again. You say, well, if I don't get saved now, I'll get saved in that seven-year tribulation. No, you won't because the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians, you'll be sent into strong delusion and you'll believe a lie. You'll still reject Jesus Christ. Today is a day of grace. I would not live another, I'd not let another day go by without Jesus. For by grace, you say, well, I said, I think I was saved. Uh, Oh, maybe when I was about 12 or 13. No, you know when you were born. And God says it's being born again not of corruptible seed. Have you been born again? When you get birth and you have a birth certificate, you know the date of your birth. And it's registered. 
And friend, when you get saved, it is registered in a book of life in heaven. It's your name in that book of life. Grace produces salvation. But today we see another product of grace. What does God produce with grace? Notice in chapter 11, verse number 21, and I like this statement, the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. That's salvation. They were getting saved. It was an amazing thing. Verse 22, and then the tidings of these things. What things? That people were getting saved. I would hope that the tidings are going all around the world that in Santa Clara, California, people are trusting Christ. People are getting saved. Church is still alive. Amen. I'm a, if I have to preach, do my part and your part, it takes a lot longer. You're the amen, I'm the preaching part here tonight, today. The tidings of these things came to the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. They sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. They're coming to see. I've not met the risers that you folks are starting a church in Indiana by the slides there. They're coming. I think faith, you're with them, looking at the college. You're coming to see what's happening here. And then we have um, uh, um, uh, right, right here, from Manhattan, Kansas. You, you, know, you know your name, right? You folks are from Manhattan. I've preached in that church. Great church. Pastor's not quite normal, is he? He's a great man. Come to see what's happening here. We have a family that you have here coming from Missouri today. And you're sort of looking at what's happening. Tomorrow we'll have, and tonight, tomorrow especially, we'll have college young people coming from states all over the United States and in this state of California to look at our college, what we call college days. They're trying to figure out what's happening here. i tell you what's happening. God's doing something. There's revival. There's excitement. There's thrill. There's people growing in grace. There's people being saved all because of the grace of God. And he says, they're gonna send Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch. Who, when he came, had seen what, church? The grace of God. I saw it firsthand. I saw it firsthand. What's happening in that place? And Barnabas saw well, the, the grace of God. And notice what happened. Two words, was, what's the second word? Glad. That word glad is a good word, but it's not as powerful as I'd like it to uh, be identified to you, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but it, as when you have trouble with an English word, you go and look the English word up in Webster's. When you have trouble with a Greek word in the New Testament, I go to my Strong's Concordance and my Vines Expository, and I always look up because this New Testament was written in Greek. The, the word glad means joy. Joy is totally different than happiness. Joy is totally different than laughter. It's totally different than fun. You know, Today, joy comes from the inside out and happiness and pleasure and fun comes from the outside in. We have a world that's trying to have as much 
happiness and fun and thrill and excitement on the outside so they can be happy. But that's temporary. It will never last. But joy comes from within. We sang elementary chapel. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. It's not out here. I want to be very careful because I want to be a positive man. I pastored this church 43 years. I don't have on a daily basis a lot of outside happiness any longer. There's not a lot, almost every phone call is negative. There's a lot of things out here that are negative. This world's got me so burdened. And he said, well, you ought not to follow the news. Well, then tell that to Isaiah and Jeremiah who just did nothing but weep and preach. I am so burdened for what your kids are gonna get. If we don't see a revival in this country, your kids and grandkids are gonna inherit a mess if Jesus tarries in his coming. Out here, I don't see a lot of happiness, a lot of joy. I tell you what, a lot of joy comes in here. Why? I look at God's people, and God's people bring me a lot of joy too. I see young couples trying. I see what the Holy Spirit of God's doing in their life. I see young teenagers by the hundreds living for God. I tell you, that, that's joy that's produced inside. What, 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 what do you have on the inside? Do you know that there are 18 million Americans today that are living in such depression they have to be medicated to make it through the day? 18 million adult Americans. The leading fastest drug for children under age five is antidepressants. We are living in a society of depressed people because we have tried to fill the inside with the outside, and the outside is cancer, it's lupus, it's, uh, it's uh, insulin, it's death, it's sorrow, it's divorce, it is uh, uh, losing your team, losing and not going to the, the final whatever it is or whatever we're at in sports right now. It is on the outside and there's a lot of discouragement. But joy does not come from the outside, it comes from the inside. And today I'm just gonna challenge us as we think about this world and think about our Christian that when God extends grace into your life, grace changes the inside, not the outside. So how do you live without drugs, Pastor? How do you live when there's so much around us that's full of a, a lot of anxiety? Uh, you've gotta have to go back to the grace of God and let God bubble up within you the grace of God that I look at things and say, God, you're so good. When I stand here and Brother Luke just went over to the other property, but I will say, to him, when they, they have a camera, I don't know where it is, and it shows this auditorium, the big, you'll see it, I guess, on there, and you see the big, I, I always say, uh, it, it scanned the whole crowd. I say, I love that picture right there. I say it every time, I love that picture right there. You know what is happening? I've got such joy that people on a Sunday morning would get out of bed and say no to everything else on the outside that could bring you fun 
and happiness and joy and pleasure, and in many cases, they're not wrong things. But they're not joy. And you say, my Sunday's gonna be at the house of God with the people of God, with the word of God, with the hymns of God, and the grace of God, because it produces joy in my heart. You've gotta be released out of here. I have to today say, I've got the joy, 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 joy in my heart. Jesus and others and you, what a wonderful way to spell joy. J is for Jesus, for he has first place, and O is for others we meet face to face, and Y is for you, and whatever you do, put yourself last and spell joy. We live in a day, put yourself first, my selfie. Look at me. Look how, look what I'm doing now. Look what fun I'm having now. Look all about me and it's about myself first and about my sorrows first and my heartache first. And I, 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 I told our class this morning, I don't really watch the news, but I have on my phone where I can at least see the news. And I spend about five, six, seven minutes a day just sort of catching up on things and it discourages me. Now my wife knows the FaceTime and on Sunday night it's exciting normally. FaceTime, is that what it is? What is it? Facebook, oh yeah, Facebook. Can tell I don't know how to use a computer and praise God because I'm trying to be a good Christian, but I'm watching hers all the time. But uh, we're just trying to follow up all around the globe. What's happening? We do a lot on Sunday night. We watch different services of our graduates and kids and all this. Well, I'll tell you, sometimes I, I hear her reading me what's going on in America and with Christians, and it, I, I can't take it. I'd rather take the news and taking the fact that people are wandering away from God. It kills me. And so much is out here. Look the fun we're having here. You think about, you, you think about what many people do to get fun. I would imagine drink alcohol can bring fun. I run into people that are drunk and they're happy. I know some folks get mean, but Man, some guys are funny and happy when they're drunk. It may be drugs. I ran across a guy yesterday, heavy on drugs, wandering around the streets. Maybe he thinks he's happy. Immorality can bring you happiness. Relationships can bring you happiness. Sports can bring you happiness. Amusement parks can bring you happiness. You think about sports day, we've got it all. We've got... Um, auto racing, and we've got bicycling, and we've got boxing, and we've got curling, and we've got basketball, and baseball, and football, and we have hockey, and we have, uh, um, what are the things we have in sports? Got it all, tennis, checkers. I think of all the things that you can do, there's skiing, and there's snow skiing, and water skiing, and it's marijuana. Makes some people happy. And, and, and there is electronics and there's computers and there's phones and there's restaurants and there's parks. And there's roller coasters and planes and mountains and oceans. And those things, many of them, are not wrong in themselves. Marijuana is, but oceans and planes, I want to clarify that. Those things are fun. But the fun is external. But what God wants to do is to give you internal joy. Yes. 
where God ministers your heart through grace and he puts a joy. Joy bells ringing in my heart. Joy bells ringing in my heart. What produces joy? Grace. We're thinking too much about ourselves and our selfies and forgetting the fact that he reached down and saved us and we stopped to think that's why in Philippians 3.10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship. What is fellowship? The partnership. We go back every day. Go back to that place where God reached down and saved you. Go back and look at where you were headed, where you were going and then the load that God lifted from your heart when he saved you put your feet upon a solid rock. Nothing wrong with laughter. Nothing wrong with fun. Nothing wrong with these events. Nothing wrong with going to the amusement park. But it's temporary. When you walk with the king, you fellowship with him about the grace of God that he reached down and saved you. And I begin to think about that day when God thrust me so many years ago into the ministry. And I see people that have gone on to live for God. You know, I've got a couple of boys that 47 years ago in second grade, my first area of serving as an adult, I was teaching Sunday school second grade boys. Do you know that one of those boys is still in that same church 47 years later? You know, some of those boys are still living for God. Let me tell you something. When I see what the grace of God did almost a half a century ago in those boys' life and what God did there, I had a, Miss Treatment, I had a youth choir before we even married. And there's a picture of those young people. Jim Carey was in that youth choir. He's worked here on staff for 40, uh, 42 years with us teaching English and all the sciences and various things in the high school. Junior church for 40 some years over there preaching right now. And he and his wife was, they were in high school, they weren't even married yet in that choir. And Brother Mark Swanson, my brother-in-law, and, and his wife who's now, he's been a pastor all these years. And we looked through all these kids on that picture. We got a scenic cruiser bus and went to Indiana and Illinois and West Michigan and, and, and and, uh, and went to these states to, and sang in a gospel choir with about 60 kids or so. I look at that picture and so many have went on to live for God. So many pastors. That brings joy. The grace of God. That's what happened to Barnabas. I'm over here, I'm hearing about all this. I've got to go see. And when he went and saw what the grace of God there was joy, there was gladness inside. That's better than building a beautiful house in that neighborhood, I think. That's better than making a lot of money. He saw the product of the grace of God and it stirred joy in his heart. So many pleasures are external. Nehemiah 8.10, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So many are so weak today and dependent on some outside influence to get them strong because they don't know the joy of the Lord because they've not experienced the grace of God. 
God's grace will produce joy and God's joy in your heart produces a happy spirit on the pathway of life. We believe that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us so. We are not so affected by the world, the flesh, the devil that it's all depression, it's all discouragement. We deal, we can deal with these things that are negative. We can deal with these things that don't produce joy. Why? Because it's still joy on the inside bubbling up. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, is love, joy. I don't have any joy. Well, maybe you have happiness, but you're missing joy. But I got saved. Well, then maybe you ought to service your salvation. And when we service our salvation with the word of God, with the house of God, with the, with the things of God, with the people of God, with the songs of God, with the, with, with the holiness of God, when we service our salvation with God, it comes to the inside, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. We have some, very few, few college students in here today, many of them are in the sea ministry this hour. And the pressure on their life is going to be looking for happiness. Because that's what the world is all about, looking for happiness, looking for fun, looking for, I have a, I'm having a good life. But that's temporary. It has to be something that's not birthed from the outside, but rather the inside. Not birthed on the earth, but birthed in heaven until our hearts. I illustrate and I'm about done. Ecclesiastes 9 9. Live joyfully with thy wife, the Bible says. So if I'm going to have joy in a marriage, I cannot throw my life into that which is external. Thank God for cars, but cars are external. And money's external. And lands and property and all, that's all external. But when, if you want to live joyfully with your wife, sir, please hear me and Flip around, ladies, you hear me about your husband. If you want to live joyfully, if you want to live joyfully with your parents, young people, you're going to have to put the ingredient of grace and work on their grace in your heart and let it grow in grace. Second Peter 3.18, but grow in grace. Grace should be growing. You don't get more saved, but there ought to be more growth in grace, realizing the undeserved favor, and I'm understanding it. When I got saved, I didn't understand the sealing of the Holy Spirit, the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. I did not realize that I had the Holy Spirit of God that moved in my heart. I did not understand all about conviction. I got saved, I was like a baby. And then I began to grow in the grace of God and understand the grace of God. If we're not careful, we throw into our marriage, and, and there's nothing wrong with some of these things, we throw into our marriage travel and hiking and boating and cabins. We throw into our marriages restaurants. And again, there's nothing wrong with these things. I'm not suggesting you can't have a boat but if we think that boat is going to produce joy, it will produce happiness for a season. And a marriage perhaps needs these things, sure. 
But what a marriage needs is joy. That we rejoice with the wife of our youth. You know, I won't give you the date, but I remember that day. My wife's dad's church the night we got married, December 23rd. I'll never forget where the fellows and I came out here and I stood. My father-in-law to be, the pastor was going to marry us. In the back of our auditorium, the auditorium was maybe a building that would seat about 550 or 600, and it had a balcony on top of that. In the back, back there, there there's all glass windows. Sometimes they'd call it the ballroom because babies would go there and ball. It was the nurseries. And you could see, I'll never forget, I see a picture. We have the picture, but I can see the picture of this day. I always have liked hats. I grew up in an era where you had to wear hats to church, ladies, and I'm sure you would not like that today, but I like them. And I said to my wife, I know you're going to have a veil on it, but could you figure out how to have a hat? And I guess you call, she's looking at me like this here. I'm, I'm saying the right word, hat, right? Facebook. Um, but um, she had a hat with a veil. And she pulled the curtain back in the ballroom. And I saw this most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful baby. Uh, young lady, wife to be. You know, the day that I was able to get her to become my wife, that was rejoicing with the wife of your youth. But if your marriage is going to be strong, you have to keep servicing it and rejoicing in it. And rejoicing is not putting, okay, she's not happy with me. I'm going to buy her a new, (laughs) a new dishwasher. Mistake, fellas. She's not very happy with me. I'm getting her a new garbage disposal today. Got to be careful. But it might be something she needs or wants. It might be a vehicle. And then she starts playing tag with those new rims with the curbs. You know what I'm talking about, fellas. And... You know what you're talking about because you did the same thing. You just repaired it before you got home. That's all outside here. But every day of my life, I spend time, and Lord, it was your goodness, your grace that gave her to me. I want to be a good husband today, Lord. I do want to rejoice with the wife of my youth. I don't always understand her, and she certainly doesn't always understand me. But I'm thankful she loves me, and I love her. And I'm thankful for the life you've given us, and I pray that you give us longevity of life together. May I say that that is what's missing. Our homes are falling apart because we expect the external to keep it together, the internal is going to keep it together. I saw yesterday, got home last night, right before prayer, I was looking at my phone, and I said to my wife, wow. She said, what are you listening to? I said, it's a video on my phone. And you people that send me 
YouTube things, I don't get those on my phone. So you are, and if you send me a link and we're on a thread, I never, I don't want to be on a thread. I hate threads because then it goes on. I'm not going to, that's another subject. She said, what are you listening to? And I said, this couple, this couple today has been married 82 years. He's, 80, he's 103, she's 100. They got their minds, they're sharp. She looks better than he does, but you know, men have a harder life than women. I said, look at that. 82 years, and you know, I'm expecting Brother Poos, and she said, boy, it'd be great if we had 82 years together. 82 years, and she said, oh, won't that be terrible? First one forward today is gonna to be my wife. I'm gonna deal with her right here. I said, terrible, you can be with me. She goes, oh my goodness, 82 years. I feel so secure, I need some outside joy. Happiness to bring joy. I'm gonna ask you to take some inventory, not just now, but this week. How much of what you call happiness it's just external. Is there any joy? Here's our Lord. I'm done. And they write of him. He writes of himself. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. When our Lord Jesus died, it was all physical outside suffering. But it was inside suffering too because that's why when they opened him up, there was when they speared him, Water, his heart had broken. And water came forth in addition to blood. And here's our Lord suffering on the outside, a crown of thorns, a sword in the side, his nails, he was buffeted, he was spit upon, he was slapped. They pulled Psalm 22, the very facial hair off his face. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And yet he said, who for the joy? He said, I was not living for the outside. I was living for the inside, what this is going to mean for you. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. Why? That we might be saved. Don't spend your life out over here. Don't spend your life out over here trying to get all this happiness. Have happiness enjoy some of those things, do some of those things. But the inside is what's important. Father, I thank you so much that as we think of grace, grace produces joy. It's very sad to think that 18 million of our people in this nation, adults, are living on medication because they're depressed. 41,000 people will kill themselves this year every 13 minutes because there's nothing to live for. But apparently they've tried everything on the outside but not ever thought about the inside. I pray that you'd save people today. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. How many in this room could lift your hand with no one looking and say, Pastor, I've experienced the grace of God in salvation. I am saved. I know I'm saved. Could you slip your hand up all over the house? 
You may put them down. To that crowd that just lifted your hand, are you missing the joy of the Lord in your marriage, in your family? Is it all external? Is there something internal? Do you have joy on the inside? Pastor, I'm a Christian, but there's the absence of joy. I'm just so full of heartache and sorrow and sadness. Oh, don't live that way. Pray for me, Pastor. I'm saved, but I'm not living in the fullness of joy. For in thy presence, Psalm 1611, is fullness of joy. Pray for me with your hands put up. You that have raised your hand, you're saved. Help me. Pray, pray for me. God bless you and you and you and you. And everyone. God bless you. Sure, sure. Now you have to take the test. You may put them down. You'll have to figure out, are you trying to get the inside changed by the outside? doesn't work that way. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.